everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hi. Hi, Dr. Vo. How are you? I'm okay. How are yeah. you doing? I'm well. Okay. I'm well. It's a good day. Um, my topic for today is... I get this fairly often, uh, is clients being very concerned <laughs> um, and very interested in the two of us, so the client and myself, to have some degree of shared experience in order for um, therapy to work mm-hmm. or um, in other relationships that they have too, and that, um, that they must also have shared experiences um, in order for that relationship to work. So I'm just kind of wondering what your thoughts are in terms of, of that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. So, so clients who are um, particularly aware and concerned with overlapping kind of spheres of experiences that, that you both have in common, mm-hmm. um, as if to say, like, um, they believe that if you've shared a number of experiences, you're more likely to be able to help them. Right. You'll you'll get me. You'll understand me. Yeah. Or, well, and the implied idea that I guess that you're you're not going to be able to help me, right? If you haven't gone through enough of those shared experiences or or understand what I'm mm-hmm. going through, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I've certainly seen this, especially as a trauma therapist um, working with women who have been sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. There's there's often a conversation, and I imagine a lot of maybe women just don't. Um, schedule with me or, or don't look at me as a, a potential candidate maybe because I'm a man. Sure. Um, but I've definitely had those conversations with people too where they're concerned that I may not be able to understand what they've gone through or, or be able to help them um, because I, I don't have that same experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I see clients sometimes doing it in in a more subtle way because they uh, they realize the etiquette and the professionalism and they understand that, you know, you don't talk about personal stuff. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, the the therapist's personal um information there. Um so but you can see that like they're very concerned and they're trying to gauge are you married so that you can understand fights. What it's like to people, fight with your partner. Right? Yeah. Um do you have kids? How old are you? How old are you? Yeah. So they dance around it in more subtle ways, but you know they're trying to really gauge, are you going to understand me? Yeah, right? do you get this? Do you get me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it runs a gamut all the way to explicitly asking me, how old are you? Have you done this before? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, it's very important for them to know that you can get them. Um, yeah, and I, I, would, I would guess at some level there's some validity i guess in the idea that people with a shared experience might understand what you're going through to some degree more than someone who wouldn't i kind of want to validate something in there because it happens often enough i think it can be helpful for sure yeah 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 or or or, um or even just comforting Mm -hmm. maybe 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 there's a comfort aspect to that that they they'd be more comfortable expressing kind of their feelings with someone who they felt like has maybe experienced something. You mentioned parenting. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, um, that's, that's one I'm thinking of where I, I've had that question a lot. Do you have children? You know, do you know what this is like? Um, and yeah, 
it makes sense, I guess, that you would want to share an experience with someone who's gone through something similarly. Sure. No, yeah. absolutely. And and yes, it 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 warrants um, you know, recognition that yes, it can very much be helpful and mm-hmm. it does um it, it is a vehicle to kind of building that relationship and that trust. Uh uh, between the two of you, um, but the crucial thing is the opposite, the other end of things, that mm-hmm. if you didn't, yeah. right, if you didn't share the same experiences, therefore you can't help me, that's the concerning piece. Yeah, yeah, it's almost introduced in the positive, have you had these, but it's really <laughs> what they're saying is if you right. haven't, I doubt you'll be able to really help me, or, or um, yeah, and that's the crux of that conversation a lot. Um is this like oh god if they if they ha- if they don't have this kind of shared history that that belief that they won't be able to help me is probably the more um the more crucial question they're wanting to to get answered yeah mm-hmm. can you help me mm-hmm. yeah right well what do you think does it require are you do you need to have gone through what your client's gone through in order for you to help them no no um because at the heart of it uh, is human to human, <laughs> you know, um, uh, on that type of level, we all can relate to certain types of experiences, albeit we may not have gone through the same exact identical experiences. So I think on, on some level, um, just on a human level, yes, I, I, by virtue of being another uh, human being, I can relate to you. Um, on that level. Um, what do you think? I, I would agree. I, I don't think it's a required um, thing. I, I, I don't, I really don't. I, this may seem really weird, but a lot of, um, a, a lot of what uh, psychologists and therapists do is look for pathology where normal processes are kind of breaking down. Right. Um, and so I don't think you necessarily um, need to share an experience for someone to kind of understand where the, their their mm-hmm. process might be breaking down or, mm-hmm. or, or, or struggling. Um, uh, yeah. I um, yeah. had a conversation with a friend a little while back when we've known each other for a long time, but... Um, uh, but the way that the conversation unfolded was that she's like, wow, so what you do, you need a lot of empathy, don't you? You need to really feel for the person. What happens if you don't have any more to give? So that really sparked a conversation of, wow, um, uh, that is your conception, uh, conceptualization of what therapy uh, entails, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I proceeded to kind of sharing with her that the way I see that is exactly like what you're saying. I'm a diagnos- diagnostician, right? Like a car, you're bringing it in, it's not working well. They're able to run diagnostics and determine which component's not working well, what needs to be changed out, what needs to be tweaked, etc. cetera. Right. Um, and so from that perspective, me diagnosing um, this engine, this system, um, and, and with training and knowledge, I might know what are the components that are stalling your system out. Um, then from that perspective, no, I don't need to also be your parent mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. help diagnose. Oh, that's the component that needs to be switched out, for instance. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, you might say I don't need to have children to recognize your rumination right. and or anger response as unhealthy and, and right. 
possibly delayed us to this relationship. And you're constantly weaponizing in your mind so that the next time when a bright fight breaks out, you're able to pull out your arsenal of remember the 100 infractions you (laughs) (laughs) engaged in the last week, right? So I don't need to maybe um, be married to be able to point that the fact that you do that. Right, right. Or that that pattern might be there. Yeah, right. I think that's a good way to look at You know, and even empathy is tricky for me because I think um, super empathetic counselors are bad ones. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, in as much as like empathy is your ability to kind of feel what the other person's feeling. And I don't even need to feel that. I just need to know, know what it is, right? I need to have sympathy and I need to have some compassion. Sure. Um, but I don't, you, I think therapists have to be careful about being pulled into the pathology right. of their client. And often if you're so empathetic that you take on your, your client's right. kind of pain and you're in there with them feeling what they're feeling, that's not healthy. Right. That's not grounding for the client or for you. And so um, being more sympathetic or compassionate is maybe a better phrase there because even too much empathy, even and, and that that might be a thing that let's say I have had kind of mirrored experiences with a client. Man, I've got to be aware of my own um, countertransference there. I've got to be aware of my own reaction to that very similar thing. And sure. so um, it almost becomes a hindrance in some areas to yes. have too similar an experience with a mm-hmm. client. Um, because you're not able to see that kind of, um, un- you're, you're, well, you're seeing everything very biased in, in that way because right. your own experience is too much in the room and mm-hmm. um, might be kind of preventing you from from being of, of value. Right. Yeah. Such that we, we have uh, the APA, American Psychological Association, has its own ethical code, right? Standard for like, wait a minute, you need to kind of like be able to recognize, is this hitting too close to home? Right. Are you losing perspective, right? Yeah. So it kind of um, uh, uh, contradicts or under, uh, uh, not underscore, um, weakens this belief, this expectation that, that you must empathize, right? Because empathy, I think, uh, definitely can be very detrimental. Yeah, yeah, and I th- they've even looked at like empathy training and 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 kind of realized, ooh, that's kind of unhealthy. <laughs> we don't want mm-hmm. you don't you don't want to necessarily feel what other people are feeling constantly, right? You know, and th- that that can be that you can take on too much that way. You know, you know, counselors that go home and they're kind of their clients are always on their mind and they're right. always that's that's not a healthy existence for which could render you counselor. ineffective yeah. as the source of support they're seeking out in the first place. Right? Yeah, and just so yeah, your so. Own want to clarify it's not so much the empathy you do want the sympathy you do want them to care and have the compassion for you as a human being who's struggling right. and hurting sure but for me to actually empathize and feel what you feel i think arguably i think it's it's detrimental yeah yeah i don't i don't think it's healthy i, I, I that was a grand sweeping uh statement maybe but i think if if um your psychologist has had too close an experience it'd mm-hmm. be something that would have to be uh, accounted for by that by that counselor, they they they'd have to be aware of their own um, uh, their own struggles with that issue. Let's say let's say I had been sexually assaulted, and I'm working with someone who's been sexually assaulted. Um, if if I haven't really managed my own experience of that very well, man, I could be you know influencing that oh, session all over the place. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. when you when you have those real strong commonalities with a therapist, it it's Hopefully your therapist is wise enough to uh, account for that and balance that out and, and control for that. 
Sure. Yeah. If you have too close a, I mean, I, I imagine you've got, we've both got children mm-hmm. and I've had clients. So I get you, Todd. What's that? So, so you, I yeah, get you. I, get I, you. I get you too. I get you too. <laughs> yeah. I understand. I understand what you're going through. Um, but I've, I've had clients that are, that are struggling with their children's behavior. That it's like the exact same thing for me, you yeah. know? And when they mention it, your, your skin kind of crawls and you're like, gosh, damn it. I'm dealing with that same <laughs> thing at home. Right. And yeah. that's important to check. In, right. in that room and go, whoa, right. <laughs> that, that touched a chord for me and I need to be aware of that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think maybe there's even a danger of, of having a psychologist that's maybe been too closely um, mm-hmm. or, or has experienced the things you've experienced too closely. It would even be a bigger consideration than maybe um, if they haven't. Right. So just to clarify, we're not saying empathy is bad. We're saying <laughs> that it can potentially be dangerous, right? Like detrimental to the therapeutic work because it can very easily, because it, it, it's insidious, right? It's, it's subtle. Um, and so it may creep up on the therapist mm-hmm. where they may lose perspective over time. Yeah, they may not see it. And therefore, yeah. they're not no longer effective for you. So yeah. from that sense, yes, it's, it's, it's a hindrance. So I guess our advice um, would be, no, it's not vital that they've been through exactly what you've been Correct. through. But it is really important that you feel they're compassionate and uh, sympathetic and that they understand uh, and, and you're able to communicate what you've gone through. Sure. What you've experienced. Sure. Yeah. 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 I think it's more important to feel heard. Um, sometimes than to have someone across from you who knows exactly what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think related to that is sometimes when they 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 come in thinking and believing that they must um, determine and ascertain how much the therapist can relate to them, like how what's the extent of the shared experiences. Sometimes um, on the surface it's about that. Like do we have things in common so that you can understand me? But sometimes if you're followed up with the question and poke around, sometimes it could be other more deep-seated insecurities and fears such as I don't think the the trauma that I went through, the life experience that I uh, went through that left me with um, sometimes literal bruises and scratches or just more figurative, right? But that can another person hold space for that? Can another person tolerate that and be able to still align with me and help me through life, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes it can be a more, uh, a deeper reflection of like a fear and insecurity as to whether or not I'm without hope, right? I'm not fixable. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I think it's also very valid, uh, very uh, important to also ask follow-up questions to see where they're coming from with that question. Even though in the surface, it just seems as though, how much can you relate to me? Yeah. I wonder, I, do you feel like, because I, I know when I, um, er, early in my career as I saw other kind of really new psychologists, I, I started kind of older. I'm kind of an old man. Um, so I noticed age was a big one, when, in particular when a lot of my female colleagues started actually practicing, mm-hmm. that that clients would often kind of ask, how old are you? Mm-hmm. Um and I, I don't know if I got to escape that because I already had gray hair and, and uh, a beard in grad school. <coughs> or if um, maybe there's a gender aspect. Do you think more people ask that of women than men? Do you think I, it's more of an age thing than a sex thing? I, I think when I've heard it, it's more of a, well, I hear it as a trauma therapist about sexual assault kind of that shared experience. How are you going to relate to me if you're a man? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering if there are, Maybe sex and um, uh, sure. 
age might be the bigger and marriage, those could I guess. Be like are, workers, are right? Indicators for kids. like how yeah. experienced, how much can, much can you relate, uh-huh. um, etc. But um, uh, I'll just speak in generalities and sure. also, you know, through anecdotes and my own personal experience. But yes, um, uh, just speaking with other trainees uh, who were female and relatively younger, uh, absolutely, it's 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 the most obvious salient thing. Well, maybe not the most, but one of the most salient of, things yeah. when you meet with the person in the room. I and even to this day, it's less often now, but even to this day, um, uh, I'm. I've been asked questions pointedly. How 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 old are you? How old are you're, you? You're meeting with me. You're, you're the person that I'm going to be working <laughs> with. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, trying to look behind me is looking for a more uh, older, more mature, more wise person yeah, behind yeah. me. But I'm like, nope. You're, you're I'm it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, uh, yeah so it's more the age though than than maybe gender. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you get that question lately, it's been more age than gender. Um, I think it may be more aid, but maybe also, maybe also gender. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always wondered that because I, I saw it, especially with really young, you know, when you're in fresh in grad school and you're in your twenties, you know, I could, I could kind of get my head wrapped around it, but I didn't. Yeah. Usually I get it with the, I'm a, you're a man and I'm going to be talking about these things that, that are about these subjects. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? You know, and, and, mm-hmm. and how could you relate to this? Um, and that makes it that makes sense, but yeah, maybe mm. it's just on uh, internship. I had a female supervisor on one of the rotations, and she's brand new, <laughs> brand new, but older. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's interesting. She felt lucky that she didn't have to go through what we younger folks had to go through mm-hmm. the training. Didn't have the twenty questions of how old are you, yeah. where would you come from, what, what was your background, etc. Um, so she was saved from that. And so just the act of her appearing older already conferred yeah. a sense of like legitimacy and experience. Yeah. And, um, and so she kind of chuckled at that. She's like, "You don't know that I just graduated, for instance." <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. See, that's that's how probably I I benefited from that same thing. I just look really old, and so yeah, there's not a lot. I it just it's just confer, uh, inferred that I'm wise, maybe. Eh, maybe I'm okay. And inexperienced, right? Yeah, they're not um, wrong. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes I I have <laughs> to put quote unquote my doctor voice on, which is I try to be. Do you adopt an, a, a lower voice, right? Lower tone. Go down an octave. To help offset maybe how I appear <laughs> or my mannerisms, uh, etc. Uh. Yeah, so I have sometimes I have the doctor voice on. Yeah, um, yeah. And then sometimes I I forget, and then my go, my voice goes high pitched. I'm like, oh, I gave myself away. I gave it up. I gave it up. They know <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Experienced. <laughs> they, <know laughs> they should run. <laughs> hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.